32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Welcome to this week's edition of 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm Mr. Active David Katz. And uh, last week we did a little bit of a focus on Challenge Roth, the sort of mother or the grandfather of the Challenge family. And what an event it is. It's coming up this weekend. So we're staying with the theme of triathlon and looking at Challenge Roth. It is a 32GI sponsored event. And we're now going to have a great pleasure to talk to one of 32GI's sponsored international athletes. And I've been going through a bit of his palmaries. He's a... we don't have too many things in common. I'm South African. He, he's, he's German. We, we were born in the same year. He's about four and a half months older than me. So we're both youngsters. Um, I'm a little bit taller than him. I weigh probably a kilo or two more than him. So that's about where the similarities end, I think, is our date of birth, because he's also quite a mean triathlete. And, and I can't say I've ever come close to top 10, even in my age category. So it's a great pleasure now to welcome Horst Grichel on the 232GI Sports Nation. Horst, thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, David. Uh, thank you for having me. Horst, first of, for people out there, I mean, there's so many triathletes, there's so many races going on all across the world, and fantastic to have both the Ironman and Challenge Series and other races in and around between. But a little bit of a background on your sort of racing history? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a triathlete for a long time now. I, I started in triathlon in, I think, 1994 it was my very first one i think as a as a young kid and um yeah i came from swimming um and yeah um, i tried this tri- new triathlon thing and um yeah since that i'm doing triathlon and uh, since 2009 i'm a professional triathlete and yeah so um i'm i'm a specialist in in long distance triathlon um i'm doing also a couple of of half distances but my main focus is uh, the long distance triathlon and yeah so um that's my triathlon history and yeah do you know do you want to hear some something about my my results or uh, what can i tell you well we'll touch on that i'll i'll, I'll maybe see if we can point out a few so you you've given yeah. us an idea of where sort of you start in triathlon. I was doing a bit of arithmetic in my head, being the same age helps. So you would have been about 12. So as you've said, that's that's quite a long time you've been in the sport, sort of over 20 years. For you, when did you realize that maybe the, the sort of short course, the Olympic distance stuff wasn't quite your forte? And when did you find that sort of niche of the longer stuff suited you better? Well, um, I, I started triathlon in, as I as, uh, told you, uh, as a short distance athlete, and um, I was uh, um, starting for for Germany and also in the European Cups and doing um, stuff like this. And um, in my age, we had some pretty pretty good guys. Um, all of them went to Olympics. I think three of my age was um, Sebastian Dema he was a uh, under 23 world champ Chef Justus is still doing uh, ITU and he's tries to qualify for this year's Olympics and Jan Frodeno is one year older but it's the same category so it was pretty pretty tough competition in my age and um, in that time I have to realize that I'm not that fast especially in the run in my top speed wasn't that fast uh, to to compete against these guys and our our national coach in that time 
they they we did some testing and they were pretty strict. Said okay, we have already three guys. They're pretty fast. Can run thirty minutes low or faster. And um, yeah, you are just a 30, 31, 32 guy. Uh, so <laughs> think about what you want to do. And it was an age around uh, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. And so in that time. I stepped a little bit back from short course racing. Um, I finished my, my, my school and uh, started uh, studying. I studied uh, sports science and uh, history. Uh, I'm used to be a teacher. So, um, but the, 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 the change to long distance triathlon came a little, a little bit later. Um, I, I did uh, short distance uh, until I think age of 28. And at that time, we haven't that much um, races in middle distance because today the guys can make their experience on the 70.3 distance and then step up to long distance race. And for me, it was a step from short distance to Ironman because um, I thought, okay, now it's enough with, with, with short distance racing because we had a lot of um, non-drafting short distance races also here uh, where you could get some uh, prize money and that what uh, that that was also the reason why i did it uh, so long and um, then i thought okay i want to hear all the local races and uh, i want to do um, maybe a little a bit of longer stuff and i also raced bundesliga in in germany is a race circuit uh, like the french grand prix on short distance and after a while you know um you think about yeah, what's the next aim? And um, so I thought, okay, I, I want to do a long distance, and uh, it was more like a like a fun idea. I thought, okay, next year I want to do Ironman Switzerland. It was in 2009, I think, and I'm not sure at the moment, but I think 2009. And yeah, that was the start in my long distance career. And but it wasn't that easy as as expected in in the beginning. Now, whilst you've um, podiumed in a host of Ironman events, both the full and 70.3, also in challenge events, uh, back in 2013 you did win the 70.3 in Italy, and you raced out in South Africa, down in Port Elizabeth, doing the, the full there. How did you find that experience? I know you were fourth overall, and uh, I know you've been to South Africa previously with training camps, but uh, how was your experience of racing in South Africa? Yeah, um, it was the first time for me in Port Elizabeth. Um, I spent a lot of time in uh, Cape Town, or especially in Stellenbosch, uh, with Jan Frodeno. He invited me once, and since that I was two or three times there. And Port Elizabeth was pretty new. Um, I just knew from some other guys who did it race that it must be a very nice uh, race course, but pretty tough. And um, yeah, and the timing was perfect in the year because it was in still it's still in, I think end of April, so we Germans used to go uh, in in the late winter time, so from January until um, March to training camps uh, in in Spain, and there that after that you have a decent shape, and so you can uh, do uh, Ironman also in that early stage. So it was a pretty pretty good uh, uh, timing and I was there and um, yeah I was pretty impressed about the uh, organization there and um, as, I was even more impressed about the volunteers because they, they were so crazy and uh, I think they had a kind of uh, a competition uh, with they have some groups uh, on, the, on the run and uh, yeah they make some 
yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to see that the South African locals are so supportive to the athletes, and um, I had a very good time there. I mean, uh, I, the race was also uh, pretty pretty cool for me. I was fourth overall, and I uh, had a chance to do the podium, but in the end, yeah, you know how it runs. It was just two minutes back to second place around that, and uh, but it was it was a good result, and and it gave me the. The points for for my Kona slot, and uh, I in that year also did Kona, and yeah, I enjoyed it very much. And I stayed a week longer there in uh, Port Elizabeth, and did some holidays with uh, with a local friend. He's a he's a farmer, and he, I went to the R or close to the R. It's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you you guys know it maybe, uh, but I didn't know it. So <laughs> it was a kind of an adventure trip after Ironman. And I spent a, a week or so uh, on the on a farm with a lot of sheep, and um, just uh, uh, me, my my buddies there, and we had a good time there. Yeah. Well, host, I think a lot of people in South Africa, you'll ask them where Dao is, and they might. I mean, no, I mean the Karoo is a massive part of our country. It's very dry, it's very arid, and a direct translation from Afrikaans uh, with Dao means the vein, and that's basically oh. it. All the different sort of rail routes used to meet in Dao. We don't have the most active sort of rail at the moment, but that was the whole thing. So you were literally almost in the middle of the country. All oh, right. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, moving on now, I mean, you talked about sports science and studying and, and having that background sort of as a professional athlete must be so helpful. And I mean, maybe you wouldn't have specialized so much in nutrition, but that understanding of your body, does that help you now when you plan and, and sort of know and look at your diet in and around racing? Yes, um, I mean I had no special subjects in nutrition, but uh, I get some basics from my studies. And but I read a lot uh, about uh, nutrition, and I have a good network with some scientists in that. And so um, it helps me a lot uh, during training because it's also very important during the race to know what I can use uh, for fuel fueling up, and um, that helps me helps me a lot. But I have also to say uh, that I, I had to try a, lo a lot, <laughs> and I failed a lot because it's not so easy, and it depends uh, also on the athletes because you have the theoretical um, informations, and sometimes this this doesn't work out really for you, and especially last year I did some really kind of experiments in, in nutrition and um, it was maybe a little bit too too much and um, yeah but um, you need to do some experience and um, yeah and you need to know how the body works and how um, nutrition works for you. Now, host, uh, I mean, look, it's trying and error for most people. When you look at the endurance event, obviously, of a challenge or an Ironman, it, it's a long time out there. It really is a science to it, but it, every person's an individual. But what are some of the sort of tips you could give to people out there? You know, I mean, there's the old one, don't try anything new on race day, but little things that you've maybe picked up that is some great advice that you could share with other people. In, in nutrition special yeah, or? around race day in the build up to race day are there any yeah. little tricks you've learned or ideas that you implement that you think would be useful for anyone out there that is maybe looking at, at sort of finding out more finding out a strategy for themselves yeah yeah okay all right no um there are a lot of tips um yeah i mean i i found it very helpful um because everyone talks about carbo loading in the week before the race and some some guys are doing kind of a salt in the air. Um, salt in the air is known as a as a low carb 
fat diet. Uh, you started uh, one week before the race and then you reduce your carb intake and the last three days before the race, you just doing carb loading. And um, yeah, but the, the most people know know about uh, pasta parties and carbo loading and think, okay, I have to eat a lot, them, uh, as much as possible to have enough energy. But they don't uh, think about that your energy stores are maybe already full, so you cannot make your tank bigger. So <laughs> you have to make sure that uh, that you're fueled up very well. And especially in the last day before the race, um, I found it very helpful because I did it also in the first races. I, I ate all the day, um, good carbs, but I was I have all the time this um, 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 full stomach and uh, felt not so much. And the problem with that is that your um, sleep quality is quite bad. I mean, the, the day before the race, the sleep quality is never good, but um, you can make it better. And um, if you start eating... Um, or you make your last big meal maybe more in the middle of the day and in the evening you just eat uh, normal and not doing kind of a freaked out pasta party and with going with full stomach into the bed. And I found it, this really helpful because um, you you sleep very, very good. And it, also in the morning, you are you have a not natural f- uh, feeling for um, yeah, for your breakfast because sometimes you don't have any kind of... Yeah, you, you don't want to eat breakfast because you're so full from the last last night of pasta party or something uh, of that. And um, I find it, this is very helpful in nutritional thing. And um, yeah, you don't have to overthink it. Um, it's it's also experiences stuff. And um, yeah, but eating in the night before the race uh, or not eating eating not so much, it's 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 quite helpful, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. And some great sort of tips there. I mean, that, that sort of overfilling your tank is just not a good idea. Rather build up slowly yeah. during the week. Mark Wolf has done a podcast recently where we looked at the build up and sort of progress to and through a whole race day. So I'll put the yeah. link up on uh, the show notes of this episode for anyone listening who wants to go find that out. Talking about Mark Wolf, he's off to do Challenge Roth for the first time. I know you did it last year. You're German. Challenge Roth is arguably the greatest triathlon in the world. I mean, from a support perspective, it is by far the best triathlon in the world. But having been there as a German, what makes this race so special? Yeah, it's pretty unique. It's kind of the the Wimbledon of triathlon because um, that uh, race takes place not in a in a big city. It's more in the in a in a in a in an area where just small villages are. But uh, interesting is that uh, the whole community stands really behind the, the race, and this is not just a talk. If you're going to to watch Challenge Ross um, live, you will feel it because everyone, even if it's a, if the old woman or the the people in the supermarket, they know about Challenge Ross and um, they are so supportive. And um, it's it's pretty unique because uh, also you have uh, this massive people of uh, cheering for you. You know, it's uh, maybe you know the pictures of Solara Hill. You have a thousand of people like in the Tour de France. It's really pushing you to the to the limit. You have to be very careful not uh, to push too hard. And so this is very special. You you don't have it uh, somewhere else, I think, because I did a lot of racing. I was also in Frankfurt and Hawaii, and you haven't this kind of crazy crowds in in 
that uh, amount uh, on the course so it's pretty pretty cool and also the, the the run finish in the stadium it's a kind of arena and you run um um uh, there through, through the finish and there are a lot of people there and even in the in the before the, before the the cutoff is uh, for the last finishers the arena is pretty packed i mean in the middle of the day okay there are more or less people there but uh, for the for the top pros and for the last one the the arena is so full and there's this nice um, fireworks after the last finisher and it's very theatralic um but it's it's kind of a show there and so it's pretty nice and the community is very supportive and um uh, maybe you also heard about it. There are really um, no no hotels there, and so they have this unique homestay program. So um, you can book uh, uh, for sure a house or a flat, maybe, but there are not really a lot of hotel rooms. So they have this homestay program. So um, you get into a family, um, and they are very. Uh, they are big triathlon fans, and they will support you as much as possible, even as an age grouper. So not. Um, not talking about the pros and so it's pretty 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 nice there and uh, very supportive i was there in 2012 the first time as a supporter of of my teammate timo brach he won that race already and um and what well, it was the first time i experienced that and it was it was a little bit strange in the beginning because hey, the, the people are so nice and so friendly i mean this is cool but it's you know the germs are sometimes a little bit um silent and um even if the people are coming from another part um, of Germany or from the world, they are in the beginning a little bit, uh, yeah, they're not so open sometimes. But there, it's it's pretty cool. They are very supportive, and that makes the that race uh, very unique. Well, I'm looking forward to Challenge Roth this week. And if you haven't been there, if you don't haven't even had a chance to see what it's like and to get a feel of that atmosphere, they are going to have both English and German commentary sort of online. So go over to the Challenge Roth website. I'll put that up in the show notes as well. Horst, just before I let you go, what's on the agenda for you? I know Challenge recently launched, which will, will debut next year. They've got a half-distance uh, sort of world championship. And what I love about that is... All points count. If you're doing Ironman, if you're doing Challenge, all those points go in and you can get your place there. Is that possibly something on your agenda? And what can we look out for your racing sort of over the next six to 12 months? Yeah, um, I'm already qualified for the, the Challenge World Championships in Samarin uh, because I had a uh, podium's place in, in Challenge Heilbronn. It was Heilbronn, it was a German championship. So I will be there i think next year i'm looking forward for that and i'm now in the preparation for um, ironman copenhagen it's uh, next month and before that i will do some some last smaller small racing and end of the year i will do maybe challenge paguera in mallorca it's, it's a very pretty place there and yeah i'm looking forward for next year coming back maybe to roth because i had a very um, very nice experience there, and maybe racing it. But it depends a little bit on the on the to on, the, on my main focus because I want to maybe go to, to Hawaii. But um, if I start uh, with the early qualifying, then I can go to Roth. So I'm looking forward to be there, even if I'm just a volunteer or a supporter for 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 a friend or so. 
Well, Horst, Horst Reichel, it's been, uh, or Reichel, sorry, it's been absolute pleasure <laughs> chatting to you. Uh, you know, I feel like we could talk for hours. Very insightful. And, and thanks for joining us on 32GI Sports Nutrition. From myself, David Katzmann, I'll be back next week. We'll do a little recap on Roth. But uh, Horst, just before we do actually let you go, I know you have a website. Uh, are you on Twitter? How can people follow you? Yeah, the easiest thing, my website is at the moment not up to date, really. Okay, there's some, some new blog post, but the best thing is go on my my Facebook fan page, it's Horst Reichel, just, uh, or to go on, on my Instagram account, because I think this is the, the new thing at the moment. I'm not so into it, but uh, I try my best, and I know Mark is also there, and he did some pretty cool posts about nutrition, especially, so um, you can follow me there, even uh, on Twitter, but more on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Well, Horst, we'll put those uh, up on the show notes if people want to click through and uh, follow you. All the best for the upcoming year and upcoming events. And once again, Horst Health, thank you very much for chatting to us. 32 GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32 GI. Trusted Sports Nutrition Advisors.